What's going on guys? So today we're going to talk about ISO um, in photography and how it relates to uh, your photography so you can actually take control of it and get the photos that you really want. Um, so let's kind of start talking about ISO as far as like as a technical term. What does it actually mean? It stands for International Standard Organization. Um, International Standard Organization was actually the the manufacturer, the uh, the actual um, like organization or laboratory to figure out and standardize what light sensitivity is in, in photography. So ISO really just stands for International Standard Organization, which they're the people that actually standardize light sensitivity. Um, so as far as when it comes to ISO and photography, it just means light sensitivity, how sensitive our camera sensors are and or our lenses as far as picking up light, how, how sensitive our cameras are um, in terms of the light that they can see in an ambient environment. Um, and that's definitely something that has to be looked at um, when you're comparing cameras and that's going to be something that we touch on. But uh, that right there is really the main reason ISO is called ISO and it's just pronounced ISO. So the idea with having um, light sensitivity or ISO being standardized between every single camera brand and every single camera manufacturer over the last 60 years um, is so when someone sets, for example, in a camera, they set ISO 100. The idea was with ISO as an organization to standardize that was so that ISO 100 across every single camera is exactly the same. Obviously, there's going to be a little bit of variation depending on uh, on really how the sensors built and, and the manufacturing, um, like as far as ingredients and the, and the equipment that was used to manufacture the sensor. Um, and every brand and manufacturer is a little bit different as far as the technical, the technical background and, the, and the, the process in which they create something like that. So there's a little bit of vari variation in that, but the idea is that ISO 100 should be universal across every single camera make and model um, up until today. So that's really what ISO stands for. Um, so what happens when you actually adjust ISO in your camera? What are you doing as a photographer when you actually change ISO, say from ISO 100 to ISO 200? What you're doing in theory is you're changing the light sensitivity and you're telling your camera, hey, uh, the ambient light in this environment is not bright enough. We're gonna have to increase your sensitivity so you can actually uh, see the light in this environment and get the proper exposure that I want. Um, that's really what you're doing when you're changing ISO and that's the function, it's just a measure of light sensitivity. Um, so, uh, as camera technology has kind of progressed over the last couple of years, um, our ability when it comes to not only reading light sensitivity in lower light environments, but also the ability for our, our sensors and our cameras to, to have an increased amount uh, as in terms of range that they can actually still be relatively noise free. All of that stuff has increased over the last 10, 15 years, especially with uh, the mirrorless kind of taking over and dominating um, and all the now camera manufacturers going onto that um, and reducing weight and being able to use higher, higher uh, construction equipment as far as making sensors and, and, and because the cost has been reduced. So um, ISO now is, is not nearly as, as something that you kind of have to look out for as much as it used to be when you're shooting film. Um, if, you didn't, if you didn't get the proper exposure with a film back in the day, you wouldn't have a properly exposed image and the image would not be usable. Uh, there'd be too much noise, there'd be too much grain if you're not shooting at a low enough ISO. But with now, with digital cameras, uh, we don't really have to worry about ISO as much, but you still need to know exactly what it's doing so you can get the shots that you really want. So um, let's talk about what are some of the common ISOs. Uh, some of the common ISOs that, that you'll know and you'll see and you'll become familiar with are ISO 100, uh, ISO 200, 400, 800, and maybe 1600. 
Uh, some cameras have the ability to shoot below um, ISO 100, so maybe ISO 50 as well. Um, and I, I do want to kind of clarify before we go, before we go on, um, the ISO values that your camera are going to have are going to be determined based on the native ISO that your camera has. So for my, my camera, I shoot with the Sony a7, uh, the native ISO is ISO 100. That's the lowest possible setting that my camera can go to um, when I'm adjusting the ISO values. For your camera, it could be ISO 50, and that, that right there would be considered your native ISO. For most cameras, it's usually 100 or 200, but some cameras, at least now, they, they do have ISO 50, which is just gonna be um, even that much more noise-free. There are technical um, reviews that have been done to determine whether ISO 100 versus ISO 50 are really making that big of a difference. Uh, sometimes people are just saying it's a, just a manufacturing kind of thing. Um, long story short, there, you have to do the research to really see if ISO 100 or ISO 50 is gonna be um, really a big enough difference for, for you um, based on the way that you shoot to really care about. For me personally, I don't have that ability to shoot at ISO 50, but if I did, it wouldn't really matter that much, but I would just shoot at ISO 100. Um, so what happens when you're actually changing ISO? Like I mentioned before in, in kind of the introduction, when you're changing ISO on your camera, say you're going from 100 to 200, uh, you're, you're adjusting the light sensitivity of your sensor. Um, you're telling the sensor, okay, hey, the ambient light in this, in this environment is actually too low, um, and we're gonna need to, need to make you more sensitive so you can actually pick up the ambient light. Um, and, and that's what you're doing when you're changing ISO and you're, you're increasing those values. You're actually making the camera more and more and more and more sensitive um, by an exponential factor, actually. Because um, the thing you have to kind of know with photography, it works in exponents. It doesn't work in just normal um, sequential numbers in the way that we'd like it to work. It's, it's more mathematical. Um, so it does actually work in exponents. So say you go from ISO 100 to 200, uh, you're actually doubling your ISO. And then if you go from ISO 200 to 400, again, that's a factor of two. You're doubling your ISO. And then 400 to 800, that's also a doubling. Um, those right there, those values I talked about are actually stops of light as well. Um, so if you go from say ISO 100 to ISO 800, you're actually increasing the overall sensitivity by a factor of eight. So you go from 100 to 200, that's two. 200, 400, that's another two. So that's that's you know that's another two. And then um, uh, so that would get you to four. And then if you go from four to ISO or 400 ISO to ISO 800, uh, that's another two on top of that. So two times two times two, right? Um, that gets you to a factor of eight. It doesn't actually work in the way that it, you would think it would. It's just like, hey, if I go to ISO 100 or 200, um, it's just like one. But no, it doesn't go that way. It works in functions of a multiple of two. Um, the same thing applies if you're actually going from an ISO of 800 all the way down to ISO of 100. You're actually reducing the sensitivity of your sensor uh, by a factor of, of an eighth at that point. So you're going to go like times two or a half from 800 to 400, and then another half from 400 to 200, and then another half from 200 to 100. So that's actually a factor of eight. Um, so that's kind of just like a technical, we don't really need to know math and stuff like that, but just so that you know, that's how ISO is actually being changed. Um, most cameras also have, uh, if you're looking through your ISO settings, they're gonna see third stops. Um, and the purpose of, of having a third stop when it comes to changing ISO is that you can actually change the exposure and the light sensitivity more specifically. Um, because what used to happen when there wasn't actually third stops as far as changes um, in, in, in ISO values, you wouldn't actually really get a precise exposure. You'd always have to underexpose or overexpose your image by 
um, somewhat some fraction of a stop. Um, so a lot of camera, factor, camera manufacturers now have actually um, also added the, the third stop just to make it a little bit easier for us to, to get the proper exposure that we want. So you'll also see that, you'll see ISO 100, you'll maybe see 120, you'll see 160, 180, and then you'll see 200. Those are all just third stops. Um, the third stops are gonna be increments of one third between the, the lowest, uh, well not necessarily just the lowest, but any, the lower ISO setting that you're on and then the next higher ISO setting. So if that's 400 and 800, then it'd be like 640, 720, whatever the other number is. Um, those are the factors of, of one-third stops and that's what they're doing. They're just giving you more fine-tuned controls. Um, so what else do we need to talk about? So um, let's take, so if you take a look at ISO, right? So let's say, for example, you're looking at ISO. Um, how do we define a low versus a high ISO in photography? Is that something that's gonna be like a higher numbers, like a better value or is the lower number a better value? Um, simply said, the lowest value that you can set your camera to in terms of ISO is gonna be the best. Um, for me, since it's 100, 100 is going to be the best for my, my camera and my setup. For you, it could be ISO 200, it could be ISO 400, it could be 50. Um, those, would be, those would be the best settings. Uh, whatever is the lowest setting that you can set your ISO to is going to be the best setting for your camera. That's going to give you optimal image quality. That's going to give you the sharpest images with the, less, the least amount of noise. Um, and it's also going to make your, make your camera, put your camera in a position where you can actually adjust the aperture and the, the shutter speed. Um, to get the, the results that you really want as long as you have enough light. Um, so when, when you're actually making a change to ISO, um, so say you, you wanna, you're, you're in a situation where it's kind of a little bit lower light and you're just like, man, I need a little bit more light. Um, if you move the ISO like, and you increase the value, you're actually gonna also increase um, exposure of the, of the shot. If you take that, that shot and you look at it on the back of your camera, you're gonna increase the exposure. Um, but at the same time, it does more than just increasing exposure. And the same thing happens when you, when you make changes to aperture and shutter speed as well. And we'll have videos explaining that stuff as well. Um, but when you change any setting in photography, there's more, there's more impacts to, sweet. Uh, there's more impacts to, um, to, than just changing, uh, just the setting itself as far as how, how it changes exposure. So when you increase or decrease ISO, you're actually gonna also increase uh, the sensitivity of your of your camera sensor um, with that the more sensitive that it becomes typically it amplifies the amount of noise that's going to be in a photo um, that 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 amplification comes at usually above ISO 1000 um, but every single camera is different when it comes to it, its sensitivity and when it actually hits a north noise threshold um, the biggest advice I can give someone if they're trying to figure that out and they just got a new camera uh, go outside on sunset and, and just you know just it, regardless if you're shooting on a tripod or not, just uh, just shoot a stationary object um, in like kind of lower light conditions. So that's why I say sunset. Um, set your 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 ISO to 100. Um, set your shutter speed so you can at least get somewhat kind of a properly exposed photo, and set your set your uh, your aperture so that you can get just proper exposure. Um, and then just adjust your your ISO only, and leave shutter speed and aperture. Um, and then e increase it little by little until let's say go from ISO 100, 200, 400, 800, and then 1200, maybe even 3200. Um, and then bring all those photos up in, in post and just whether it be in camera raw or just bring them up on your computer and then look at them and look specifically for noise. Um, whichever ISO has the least amount of noise that you, that you think is okay and acceptable would be the, the highest you should ever set your ISO to. 
um, that's the biggest way to figure out like what the maximum ISO should be for your camera. For me personally, that's usually about 1200. Um, now, if, if I'm shooting over 1200, then I know I need to do some noise reduction and we'll have a future video and maybe a blog post explaining how, how to actually reduce noise by using post-processing software. Um, but that's what I would do personally. Uh, for your camera, it may be different, it could be higher. Every camera is different when it comes to their noise threshold. So for my, my, my actual camera, it just, just happens to be uh, 1200 to 1600 is usually where I, I feel like it's just too much noise and it doesn't make any more sense. Um, but the thing is when it comes to noise in an image, if you're just using photos and you're just posting photos online, it doesn't really matter if you have a, have a lot of noise because for the most part, the image is like this big, it's being viewed on just the phone. Um, and for the most part, that noise is only gonna give you kind of greater detail depending on what your subject matter um, that you're shooting is. And the only time noise is really, really an issue is when you start to blow up an image and you start to do magnification. Um, say you, you have a print that's 18 by 24 or 24 by 48. At that point, you'll definitely see the noise. Um, billboards, if you're standing in front of the billboard, looking at the billboard, you'll absolutely see the noise. Um, in magazine prints, definitely will see the noise. Um, but on, on just social media and just Facebook or Instagram or whatever, Pinterest, for the most part, you can get away with shooting at higher ISO because no one's really gonna notice that unless they're another photographer that's looking specifically at details in your photo. Um, but typically when it comes to shooting, and if you want the best images, just set your ISO to the lowest possible value um, for the situation that you're shooting in. So if you're shooting outside and you're just like, man, I, you know, I need this certain amount of depth of field, I can't change my aperture, um, and you know, I've slowed down my shutter as much as I can, and I don't have a tripod, so I can't go below uh, one one hundredth of a second, like, at that point, you're just gonna have to set your aperture to whatever value that you can actually get a properly exposed photo. Unless you're gonna do post-processing, then at that point, you can usually go a stop, stop and a half, um, over or underexposed, and you can still recover that with some marginal detail. Um, but at the same point, it, it just depends on the situation that you're shooting. Um, you're gonna be kind of in situations where you're gonna have to you know, push and pry on the camera settings to be like, hey, I just need to get a photo. And sometimes with getting a photo, you'll have to kind of compromise a little bit on getting more noise. And that's kind of one of those situations. Uh, so otherwise, if you're a situation where you're shooting, you're say you're shooting sports and you can't adjust your shutter speed uh, past a certain point because then you'll get blurry subjects. At that point, you're gonna have to kind of increase the ISO to get the proper exposure, especially if you can't increase your aperture either um, or decrease your aperture to, to kind of get more light coming in. Um, another situation would be just like, hey, I, I need to have a certain aperture. Um, you know, I've reduced my shutter to the, the lowest that I can get. Um, but like, dude, I have to use this aperture. Like, um, you know, I have to shoot at F11 or F22 because I'm shooting outside at that point as well. You're gonna have to increase your ISO. Um, those are kind of the situations where you'd have to shoot, like increase your ISO, but for the most part, you don't really need to. Um, if you're in a situation where you can increase the available light either by moving or um, adding some artificial light or um, changing the way that you're shooting or maybe just rescheduling and shooting it at, at, in a different location environment that's possible, that would always be better than changing the ISO. Because once you get over a certain point, you're just gonna get noise unless that noise is something you're okay with. But if it's not, then that's gonna be one of the compromises you'll have to make. Um, outside of that, when it comes to, uh, I guess, other considerations with, with ISO, it's like it doesn't, it doesn't ISO directly is not gonna change, change your, or impact your sharpness. It's only gonna cause just noise um, after a certain point, that will reduce sharpness just because the noise will be too apparent. Um, but for the most part, it doesn't directly in, in influence uh, your sharpness. So um, I guess biggest other takeaways I can, I can kind of leave as, as parting advice for someone that is kind of just jumping into ISO and they're not really 
uh, they're not really sure uh, what are some of the best practices. Hey, if you're if you're not shooting on a tripod, definitely consider shooting on a tripod. If not, you're probably gonna have to increase your ISO. If you're shooting indoors in low light or you're shooting outdoors with low light, um, and again, you're gonna have to you're gonna fight that that battle of just like hey, I have to increase it just to get a proper shot. Um, when you're shooting action, best to shoot on a tripod too. If not, you're gonna also increase your ISO. Um, if you're shooting night and you're shooting star trails and you need to create depth of field and it's still going to be dark, you're probably going to need either a tripod or you're going to have to increase your ISO. Um, if you want a really great depth of field and you can't really change your shutter speed, definitely going to have to increase your ISO. Definitely shoot on tripod if possible. Um, and as, as some parting uh, kind of pieces and tips and tricks and pieces of advice, uh, what are some of the best like ISO values to shoot if you're shooting indoors? For the most part, shoot just below whatever your camera's maximum ISO is. Um, I, I ideally stay between 400 to 800 ISO, just so that you have uh, enough light that you're, you're making your camera more sensitive, but at the same time you, can, uh, you don't have necessarily noisy images. Um, most cameras up until 1000 to 1200, they're still gonna be pretty noise free. It's not until you get after 1600, for the most part, they're gonna be noisy. So you have a little bit of room there to kind of wiggle with. Um, as far as if you're if you want some of the best ISO for shooting outdoors, for the most part, if it's bright sunny day, 100, 200 maybe if you need a little bit more light coming in. Um, outside of that, if it's low light at night, I mean you're gonna have to shoot between 4 to 800, maybe 1200. You're gonna get to that max if, if you can't necessarily uh, shoot on a tripod or have a uh, um, a more shallow depth of field. Um, and the last final thing, let's talk about what you should look for when it comes to ISO when you're purchasing your camera. Um, every single camera is different when it comes to ISO and noise sensitivity and light sensitivity. So uh, the biggest thing is that if you're going to be shooting in a lot of low light conditions, look for a camera that has a really large weight range when it comes to ISO. Some cameras have ISO ranges that start from ISO 100 to 25,000 um, to 200,000 to 500,000. Um, and that range is going to also determine when, at which point they actually begin to get noisy. For my camera, since it only goes to 25,600, I believe is the highest, it gets noisy pretty low. It only gets, it gets noisy at 1,000, 1,200, 1,600 is when it get, gets noisy. But if a camera goes to, all the way to an ISO of 500,000, it's not going to get noisy until 10,000, which means you can shoot in a really dark environment or low light environment and you can still get pretty sharp images. Uh, way better as, as far as noise performance than I, I would get on my camera. And if that's important to you, man, absolutely check out a camera that has a greater uh, range when it comes to ISO sensitivity. That's something you can check out when you're looking at cameras on B&H or uh, DxO Mark if you want more speci specific test points and stuff like that. Or you know, you're just on Sony or Canon or Nikon's website and you're looking at cameras, that'd be the best place to find that in the specifications breakdown. Um, but it depends where you guys are shooting. Um, long story short, I mean, just try to keep the ISO as low as possible, um, but just know for the most part, it doesn't matter until you get to a certain point and then it'll negatively affect your photos, just in terms of noise um, and reduce kind of clarity because the noise is gonna take over. It's not gonna necessarily mean the, sh the, the image will be not as sharp, but it'll be distracting after a certain point. So that may be perceived as a lack of sharpness, but it doesn't really affect that. Um, but if that's important to you guys, then by all means, definitely look into a camera that has that, that larger range so you can you can get the most out of your ISO ranges. All right, guys, that wraps up today's videos. Oh. <laughs> that wraps up today's videos, guys. So, um, you know, I got a microphone just out of randomness just to drop the mic on you guys. What's up? As far as subscribing, buttons below. You guys already know what to do. The like button also down there. You might as well just kind of slide that mic 
that mouse over and just tap that too real quick. Uh, more information can be found on our website up here. And if you want more detailed blog posts, it's, you know, if you don't like the way I was talking or something like that, you know, whatever that may be, you can read it here more of a reader. You can find that right up here. Until next time, guys.